Welcome to the Practice Advantage Podcast, brought to you by Healthy Eyes Advantage. I'm Dr. Justin Manning, Executive Vice President of Professional Strategies, and I'll be your host on your practice success journey. Running an independent eye care practice and business is hard work. We exist to make it easier. Here on the Practice Advantage Podcast, we bring you tips, tricks, and strategies from experts from within and outside the eye care industry that you can begin implementing in your practice today. On today's episode, we pick up where we left off with our conversation with Dr. Gillen Cockrell, CEO of Williams Group. Let's dive in. Now that you are in the role that you're in with Williams Group as CEO, and, and you've certainly been in that role for a number of years now, what what has, what excited you about the world of consulting? What continues to excite you about consulting, especially into 2021? Well, um, what, what excited me at first was I uh, had the delusion uh, that I could teach anybody to um, do what I did or um, the, anybody that wanted to. And, um, and it wasn't, fortunately, it wasn't all delusional. We, we, the, the one thing that I've learned and the thing that keeps me excited now and has me excited, especially this year, is there's really the, the one thing that everybody says that separates um, probably success in whatever, at whatever level you want to have it and, and, and not having success is real simple. It's implementation. And then, uh, and I, th- I think that you also, you know, uh, optometrists, like a lot of other professionals of any kind, their whole life has been built around trying to be perfect. You know, you got to score 100 on this test to get an optometry school. Where you got to do this, you got. And so, the it's really, it's really a little bit self-defeating approach to life because you're so worried about being perfect that you're terrified to fail. And uh, and so you you've got to have you know develop the the mindset that you know if I, if this doesn't work like I thought it's it's not a statement about me as a person or Dr. Manning as a person or one of my employees as a person. It's it's just an it's just a tool. And if it doesn't work, we just get a new tool. And one of the most difficult things I had getting young doctors to understand when I brought them in is that hey, if you have an idea and we try it and it doesn't work. Don't go home feeling bad about that. It doesn't mean a thing to me. It's, a, it's just a tool. I, it's, it doesn't make it. It's not a statement about you as a person. It's wonderful that you had an idea. As, uh, I think a lot of doctors have this talent, and maybe a lot of people have this talent. If I had a talent, is it's that um, I could take just about anybody else's idea and probably make it better. And so if somebody had an idea in my office, I was so happy that I didn't have to think of it. I could hardly stand myself. And so could I maybe make it a little bit better? Well, hopefully. But but uh, if it didn't work, that, that never worried me. And we set up exact protocols for how long we were actually going to try something before we pulled the plug on it. And because one of the worst things you can do is take ownership in an idea and ride that thing off the cliff, um, it, you know, let go when it's... Uh, when it's not working, and that's difficult for uh, doctors to do, just because we weren't raised that way. <laughs> we were raised to hang on and and ride, ride that thing and, and win. Well, sometimes it was the wrong idea. <laughs> it's amazing how that fear of failure 
through anybody thinking about any person, any team member within your practice, how much that fear of failure you know impacts their fear of losing their job, the you know the just the the negative experiences that they may have had in previous work environments, how that fear of failure really holds us back. And I'll be the first to say that anytime I got a C on an exam in optometry school, I started looking for a new career because I just didn't think I had it and couldn't cut it. But we have that mentality and just that that two millimeter shift of seeing failure is an opportunity to learn. And it's not even a failure. It's just that we tried something new that we thought might make things better. We're going to learn from it. That just frees up so much creativity that frees up so much stress from everybody in the office, from the doctor all the way uh, through the entire, the entire company. Oh, yes. You know, I think I do want to try to leave people with something they can do. And one of the most important things that I did every day was have huddles with my team. Now, I've heard sometimes practices say, oh, well, we've got 100 people working here. We can't do a huddle. Sure you can. You, you, you do it in teams. And, you know, we, we, had, we, we only had 30 employees, but I, I didn't uh, have a huddle with all 30 of them at the same time every morning. But I had a huddle with my team three times a day. And, and not just once a day. But at, at those huddles, we took a look at what was coming up, how were we going to, how we're going to react based on what might happen. Uh, but also, uh, all those things they were doing with the, with respect to grading me, we were going over those at lunch. And and how did the way I answered the the questions for Mrs. Jones? How did she accept those when she got out in the dispensary or somewhere else? Did she say I don't even know what he was talking about, or or that was great, or that was not great? And we're and and when we met there uh, right before right before lunch, we talked about how did people respond to the way we address their problems? Did they respond well? They didn't respond well to this particular approach. Okay, I'm changing that this afternoon, and we'll see what happens this afternoon. And then the other thing we did is, uh, you know, we, we talk at Williams Group a lot about managing the day. Well, I'm, I'm a guy who believes that if you sweat the small things, the big things don't go wrong. And 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 the more you break things up, the more chewable they are. It's that whole how do you eat an elephant thing. And so, you know, um, my uh, my my team was really giving me reports at least every two hours all, all day long. But for one thing, I didn't want to hang around after work like a lot of like doctors do, trying to finish a record or look at a bunch of stuff. No, we'll, we'll correct it several times a day, and and we'll all go home at the end of the day. And uh, but the other thing I could know it, if I'm looking uh, at my production every hour or two, I can see, hey, nobody's taking my recommendation. Uh, so I'm doing something wrong. So I want to change that now rather than waiting till the end of the week, for goodness sake, or, or even worse, to the end of the month. And uh, gosh, guys, why did we not do any good? Well, uh, you know, nobody really liked the way you were talking about that. And uh, and so they all bought their glasses from Dr. Manning. You know, I, I don't. I, I wanted to find out. And then, and then, when you do that, you've got to make that where your team can look like a hero, because you can put yourself in a position where they bring you a report where you say, um, um, you know, I thought we were supposed to order contacts on Dr. Manning, and they're and you're looking right at it, and you know that they didn't get billed. So did we? Did we not order them? Did we just not bill them? Did you not want them? What, what happened? Uh, and and the answer could be, oh, we forgot. Uh, well, 
I made, I, instead of me writing a report and then crawling all over everybody about whatever got missed, I, I let them run the reports. And I knew they were going to review the report before they gave it to me. And they were going to see, oh, wow, we didn't, we didn't order uh, Justin's contacts. And they fix it before they get to me. And then I'm looking at a report that is already repaired. And I can say, oh, great job. Instead of, well, why didn't you order those contacts? And so it's because, uh, you know, um, I, I knew what what I could do in a day production-wise if I hit on all cylinders all day long. If my staff hit on all cylinders, I had the uh, right patient mix, and I was on all day long, I knew what could happen because uh, I measured it. Uh, but I never made it. In, in my uh, 33 years of practicing, I, I never made it. But I came real close uh, a few times, and my, and my daily production was way higher because of that. And, and I knew that, you know, in two or three hour uh, uh, sprints sometime, it's looking, it's looking fantastic. But as we all know, you know, uh, we have been flow during the day. You know, our, mm-hmm. our uh, mathematical critical thinking is best at 11 o'clock in the morning. And, and at three o'clock in the afternoon, um, if I'm not going to sleep, theoretically, we, our creative thought is better. And our, our analytical thought is not as good. So trying to maintain that, uh, that same productivity level all day long is pretty tricky. So putting systems in, in place that allow you to come as close to that optimization as you can uh, is really, really important. And I, I and like I say, I, what keeps me excited about consulting is that I, I have spent my whole career trying to, trying to look at what systems support what we expect to happen to really happen. And over the last few years at Williams Group, I, I absolutely know that if you do these things, it does happen as our, our clients do it over and over again. And I think you had an opportunity to talk to one yesterday. Um, um, and, uh, and so in this next year, on the time I have left at Williams Group, I hope to, that we get the opportunity to put more doctors in a position to definitively control where is point B. And then what do I do when I reach point B? Because like I said the mistake I made is I got there. Uh, growth didn't stop, but I kind of tried to stop it. And uh, and I think I told you one time I, I didn't take new patients for about 12 years, which is a really horrible practice management uh, uh, technique. But uh, but you you can do that, and you get to enjoy a lot of other uh, a lot of other attributes of building a practice like that. So what you're saying is that when you put the systems in place. As a doctor and as the owner, you live a less stressful professional life and less stressful work life. You are optimizing your 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 success, and your your team, your staff is happier and more empowered and more engaged. Am I wrong in 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 in, in thinking that way? I, I'm, you're not wrong in that, and I, I give you uh, right now one of the one of the uh, number one ways to grow your practice. And I, I made a decision in uh, uh, because I read an article in Optometric Management in uh, 1986, and it, uh, and it noted in there uh, that you should probably be paying about 18% of your uh, gross to your uh, staff. Well, I wasn't anywhere near that. And so I thought, well, I, I'm underpaying everybody. This is this isn't right. But I, but also I knew that from my personality, um, 
if I get under a lot of pressure, I'm, I'm paying people and then suddenly we're not producing, I, I might not be easy to work with. And so I, I want to protect everybody from my personality as much as I can. So, uh, so I, I establish a base. And so we all get, we all know that right now that base is getting ready to be 15 bucks an hour or, or more. And, uh, and, and so what I did was I, I uh, decided what percentage of my practice am I willing to pay for staff? And, and then I set my base below that. And I told my staff at the end of the month, we're splitting up the difference between this base and whatever this percentage of collections is. And uh, if you want your schedule full, you won't have to worry about your schedule being full. <laughs> what you might worry about is your staff killing you. Uh, and, and, the, uh, and the second thing you have to worry about is then they never want to hire anyone else because they're <laughs> like ODs. And they decide that, oh, gosh, if we hire, hire another person, then we're going to dilute our, dilute our pool. Never, ever like that. Because if you actually need the employee, the pool just grows. But convincing your staff that that can happen is just as difficult as convincing yourself that that can happen. But, but, but I can tell you that that one thing took me from being uh, booked out oh, uh, a couple of days to being booked out solid eight to six, not, uh, six days a week um, in about nine months. I feel like we could cut it right there. Incentivize your team by you know, how you set your reimbursement, how you set your, your salaries and, and hourly wages and, and incentivize them. I, I love that approach because they should be able to share in the same success that you as the owner are sharing. And by golly, it motivated them to to fill your schedule and book your schedule out. And, and if something popped up that might affect, you know, the success of the practice and their share in that success, by golly, they were going to jump to, to fix it. I, I, I love it. You said we could wrap up the podcast there, but it's, we, we, as, as we've said, the, the success, there are key ways to be successful and grow a practice. There may be some listeners to 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 this podcast that might be on the fence. Do I you know, do I work with a consultant? Do I invest in the time and and invest the money to to work with a consultant? You know, how would you respond to to you know, to to say, hey, make that jump. Let's make things happen. Let's see the success. Maybe getting back to designing your life. Let's achieve that design that you set out. How how do you how what would you say to those? listeners who may be on the fence of working with a consultant that could truly implement those tried and true, those proven strategies and systems. I would say to them, I thought just like you, what, uh, what could a consultant do for me? And uh, especially that an OCT can't do for me and, or, or an Optimap can't do for me. Well, uh, the, the reality is um, if, you follow your consulting's advice. The return on investment from consulting um, is minimally, I think, ten times in, in just about any other instrument that I've ever seen. So if you're just looking at it from a money thing, it, that that's the case. And uh, and <clears throat> for one thing, a consultant might actually get you to use some of those instruments that you buy. And and uh, but um, you know, certainly for a lot of my career, I thought, mm, you know, I'm pretty busy. What, what could a consulting group really did for, do for me? Um, late in my career, uh, I was talking to my my partner one day, and uh, 
And we said, you know, gosh, what are we going to buy this year? I I don't know. We own everything. And 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 he said, well, you know, I don't know either. And I mentioned him. I said, well, you know, a lot of doctors hire consultants. We've never done that. And um, maybe maybe we should do that. Maybe maybe they can tell us how to do this easier than we're doing it. Maybe we won't do any more. I think we already know where our points of diminishing returns are. But if we can do it easier, you know, maybe that that would be great. So we hired two consulting firms in the same year at the same time, and uh, spent a lot of money uh, on the on them. And the thing I learned was, um, you know what? There's uh, there's there's very few people you can't learn something from, and a lot of times when you hire a consulting group, um, you know, may, maybe they've seen hundreds and hundreds of practices in action. You, you've seen one and maybe a few of your friends and, uh, and they might have stretched whatever they were telling you by uh, two or three times anyway. And so uh, when you have, you have real numbers and then you have things that have been implemented in lots and lots of practices. And as I mentioned on a, on a webinar Couple times this this week, uh, uh, certainly as a, as someone who works with a consulting group, we want our clients to win so so much, and it's uh, it's painful when a client's not winning. And I'm constantly searching for why is this client not winning when this, these other clients are really winning. And frankly, the uh, the consistent answer is uh, is always. Well, when we talk about doing something with this client, they just do it. This client thinks about it for two years and then figure, it figures out every possible way that it won't work in their practice. And, and it, you know, so it's a little bit of a mindset. You, you can't be afraid to be wrong. And uh, you have less risk of being wrong if 400, 400 other people have tried it and it worked in all their practices. <laughs> If and if 400 other people have tried it and it didn't work, it's probably not going to work in your uh, practice either. Even if it sounds like a great idea, and we and we've all had those and read about those, it sounds like the greatest idea ever. Ever, everything about it makes sense, and you try it 10 times, it never works once. And and so, uh, you know, it, it's probably not going to work. So that that's one of the advantage. You get the experience of a whole lot of practices, and and that's one of the things. Uh, you know, Justin, when I when I met you, that I think we talked about, you know, goodness gracious, you know, we've got a lot of data here that we can put together, and there and there is real pressure on practices to uh, to evolve and be able to deal with one set of rule changes or another set of rule changes, and we can put together the experience of a whole lot of practices all at one time, and and have a tremendous amount of power. And knowing that hey, this information we're getting, it's it's been done, and it's probably going to work in our practice because it's worked every place else. And uh, you know the uh, the uh, oh kind of the consistent thing among practices in the country is, well, our practice is different. You you really don't know how it is. Well, I've been in uh, more than 400 of them my, myself, and uh, so far, they all look the same to me, and um, the patients still all have two eyes, most of them, and uh, and most of the patients uh, are uh, are pretty nice, and uh, 
and, and sometimes I think that's because most optometrists are pretty nice and because and, I've sat in practices in just every, every part of the country and several places in Canada and and all the patients look just like mine did. And so, you know, we do have things in common no matter where you practice. Okay, I can't think of a better, you know, better way to wrap up this podcast, nor a better argument for the the reasoning behind working with a consultant. You get to try out, you get the experience of being in over 400 practices. What works? What doesn't work? You don't have to take the time to try something, realize it didn't work, and then try something new, only to perhaps find out that that doesn't work either. You save yourself a lot of time and ultimately get to reap the rewards of that experience far, far sooner. So in, in, as, we, as we close on our Practice Advantage podcast, we always, are, and we always end our interviews by asking, what are you currently reading as leaders are readers, as they say? Well, you know, I, I'm still reading uh, uh, Design Your Life. I, I uh, actually, you, you know, when I, I think when I first met you, you mentioned that book to me and I had uh, purchased it you know, days before. And, and uh, I think I mentioned to you that I, I thought I, I think I own that book, Justin. And I was looking on my shelf. I couldn't find it. Find it. And a few days later, I found it between my desk and the wall. I'd knocked it <laughs> off on the floor. But, uh, but I, I would encourage people uh, to read that book. There's so many, so many great ones out there. And uh, gosh, in the future, um, I, I'll line out some that I think will make a, a big difference. Fantastic. Gillen, thanks so much for joining us on the Practice Advantage podcast. We're thrilled to have you. It's been a pleasure. Have a great day. If you've enjoyed the Practice Advantage podcast, please subscribe and leave us a review. And if you want to learn more about HEA's exclusive monthly subscription-based Practice Advantage consulting program powered by Williams Group, give us a call at 1-800-959-2020, option three, and your first month is free. Start designing your life and what your practice can do for that life today. See you next time.